All right. Welcome, everybody, to episode one of the Knockout Podcast. Why is it called the Knockout? Because Camelia and I are planning on releasing one of my songs once a week and to in order to get a bunch of new music out there in a very independent way, in a kind of rebuilding way. But we wanted to um, make a podcast to kind of frame the story of it. And we figured, what's it called? Meta or something when you sort of, when you sort of like do what you're planning on doing, but you do it out loud and you show everybody that you're doing it and you tell everybody you're doing it. The, the point being is like, how do you release independent music without a label or anything like that with whatever limitations you might have in the world, uh, whatever obstacles how do you do that in this day and age and if you don't have a massive social media following or anything like to build all that and i think one of the ways to do that is through story people respond to story and so how do you tell the story every time i put out a record in the past to get a publicist it was always about what's the story behind it one time t-bone burnett produced one of my records and that was the story or my first record peter gabriel signed me that's a huge story you know or there's other stories that don't involve names it's like could be like a location that you went to or something like that this is a story about rebuilding after a fall <laughs> so to speak or you know after a lot of loss um but you know what's interesting, Camelia, and this is Camelia Brennan. She is my co-host and my cohort in this rebuilding campaign that we're uh, that we're embarking on. But you know what's funny is I was talking to my friend Shlomo over at City Winery. He called me out of the blue a couple of days ago, which was very nice. Um, and he said, I've got this thing in my head where I'm going to I just decided to if somebody pops in my mind, I'm going to call them. And that is awesome because i think a lot of the times we're in this day and age of people and we have different thoughts about things that are going on in the world and he's an example of somebody who my friendship is still vital and maintained even though we see things differently i i personally feel that way about everybody it's it's anybody who feels differently than me i'm totally open to a friendship with them the reverse of that is not always true in this case, but that's just my perspective. Anyway, I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. But what he said is, I'm going to reach out when somebody pops in my head. And I thought that was beautiful. And he reached out to me, which I also thought was beautiful. But he said, and I uh, was talking to him, he was like, well, so what's going on? What's going on with music? And I kind of told him the story about what we were planning on doing. And he was like, cool and i was like well if you know of any booking agents or anything like that too i mean i'm kind of like you know gonna rebuild and and so if you think of anyone and he told me man the touring industry right now and i hadn't really thought about it because you get obsessed with your own story and your own limitations and your you know we're we're sort of egocentric beings you know except for those of us that are enlightened <laughs> but so um he said the touring industry is really suffering and it's interesting because there's a correlation with what's happening in mom pa shops compared to like the big businesses like amazon and target and all those kind of things right and the mom pa 
shops, i.e. the little indie bands, are really struggling because less people are going to those kind of concerts. For those bands then to travel, gas prices are impossible. So it's really expensive. Plus, okay, look at the airline industry. I mean, back when I was touring indie style all over the place, we took flights all the time. I mean, we flew coach. It was like, you know, rough and ready, but it was possible to do at and and stay and not break the bank. Now it's almost like, I mean, I don't think it's particularly more expensive flights. I don't know what they are anymore, but now like it's such a broke down situation. You're going to be like stuck at the airport. You're going to miss a gig. Not as many people are going to smaller venues, apparently, is what he said. But the live nations are are thriving. They're reporting their best years ever because those kind of concerts are, uh, you know, they don't they don't have those same monetary limitations. And so it turns out that even in the realm of the music industry, the big corporations are winning in the small mom pa organizations. Are, are taking it on the chin. I thought that was kind of interesting. Anyway, I've like rambled on at the beginning of episode one of our podcast. You interject now, Camelia. Um, no, I mean, I think that's a really interesting point. I think that is one of the lingering things that no one's really talking about is what that did to, to just indie touring in general, um, especially if you want to do a restriction-free tour. It's like you just it's really no longer sustainable. And I think that's kind of like stunting, um, you know, any sort of like decentralized music scene or anything like that. It's just keeping things so they can't really spread throughout like the U S or the, or the world, especially with all the, you know, international flight stuff that it's hard to fly without vaccine passports and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, yeah, there's just, you know, a plethora of, of problems. And I think, how this affected touring and I feel like a silver lining is there's going to be more house shows. And I think that's going to be really mm. cool. Um, and more like intimate shows like that. Um, I think that there's a, there's a future there and that's like, has very like, um, uh, prohibition vibes. I, w- when all of this started, when I was in Brooklyn, I was like, Oh my God, there's going to be like secret parties and it's going to be cool. But there was, there was not that. So maybe, maybe now, I don't know. <laughs> So when this started, you were in Brooklyn. Now you're in Nashville, right? Mm-hmm. Or- yeah, we're outside of Nashville. That's cool. I, Nashville seems like the cool place, or at least, I don't know, one of those mysterious cool places. I like it there. I've only been there a handful of times, weirdly, but I don't know. Hopefully I'll get out there and we can do a house concert. So you're at your place, you guys have that set up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been having... Um- it's mostly been comedians so far, but we have like an outdoor stage and we can have like 50 to hundred people here. Um, so we've just been doing like house shows and we have like a, a back studio where my boyfriend works and then there's also some, some acreage back there. And so it's, there's plenty of space um, and the weather has been great. So we've just been doing outdoor shows. Now you guys have acreage. That's amazing for one so prepared for the end of the yes. so prepared for what's coming I'm, <laughs> I'm so envious now are you getting chicken coops and and are you growing vegetables because if not i i recommend it and you got the acres yeah well i had my first garden this year um and i did corn broccoli and tomatoes the tomatoes did really well 
the rest of the things, there's like a bit of a learning curve there, but you have to start somewhere. I feel like there's, you know, this like expectation to like succeed every time you start a new project. And if you don't like it's, but it's, it's all just learning. And so I'm learning with the garden and I'm excited to, to keep getting better with it. You just said the premise of the knockout podcast. <laughs> that's the premise because, and, and that's, what's great about it because this podcast can suck. It can get very low views. It can all that. And that's the point of it. <laughs> that's actually the point of it. Like it's don't hate small beginnings. You got to start somewhere because you know, you never know what's going to happen when you put stuff out there and when you put energy forward. And I feel like just speaking for myself, there's boogeymen all around before you can start anything that like mm -hmm. will stop you. And especially nowadays, it's like there's so many accounts out there with so many gazillions of views that aren't shadow banned and all the rest of it. And so your little like offering gets like some hateful comments and a few smatterings. And it's just like, it becomes soul destroying, but you have to ignore that and push through. And so I also am very interested in helping people overcome those creative limitations and helping myself do that as well. So yeah, it doesn't matter. It's like, just start and do something. And who knows, maybe something magical will happen. But that's the premise of what we're intending to do is our goal, I guess we should display our goal too. That's part of the is it meta? I don't know. Is that called meta? I think like, that's what the kids would call it. Maybe it's like we're doing a meta campaign, where we're saying out loud what our plan is, as, as a as a both a helpful podcast, hopefully, and a promotional vehicle uh, yeah. to get the story out there. So, um, but it's our plan is to release one song a week, right? And and start with Bandcamp. We're starting very humble. What happened? Did we stop recording? Your... I don't what? Know. Did it look okay on your end? It still says recording. Yeah, it is still recording, but I think he had like a, a screensaver or something. Apologies, I haven't used his his setup before. It'll well, get better. It'll get better next time. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Like on my screen, I'm really small and you're really big. I, I like that's fine. Even if the podcast goes out like that. Oh, that wouldn't be fine. I would not like that. But I the recording I'm doing, we're both the same size. So, oh, OK, I think I'll let you do all the technical stuff over there. Plus, <laughs> yeah, I'll try. You, your dude is the a mass is our mastering engineer. He's a professional mastering engineer. So yes. that helps as well. Yes, that is but our plan. Helpful. Our plan is to release one song a week. I have a, a bevy of songs on my hard drive that I've been working on for a couple few years. Uh, but I also have new ones. And like the first one we're releasing is called The Knockout. And it's a brand new song. It just came out. I just wrote it this last week and recorded it and um, finished the mix today. Andrew already mastered a mix and then he's going to master this one and we're going to go. And we're going to do band camp, which I've never really done before myself. But and so what's your background, Camelia, in the music business? So my background is for the past decade or so, I've worked at several different indie labels doing e-commerce distribution, um, manufacturing, mostly with physical. Um, and so I've always wanted to learn more about digital distribution and setting that stuff up and stuff like that. And I'm pretty confident with a lot of the tools now, like DistroKid and Bandcamp, that we can 
obviously do it ourselves. And so I'm excited to learn about that. And from working in music so long, I also, you know, realize there's a lot of gatekeeping between the information that independent artists have in what record labels have internally. And so I've always just wanted to create more documentation to make it easier for musicians to do things themselves without a label, especially now when a lot of the labels are, there's a lot of pressure with censorship and, and what you say as an artist. And so I think that's the best way to encourage um, free expression is if, you, if people just do things themselves and if you don't know how to do it, if there's people around that can share what they know. And I, I think that's the, the answer. And teamwork makes the dream work, I got to say, because and, and we met because you reached out to me because you were doing a blog of interviews of people that have spoken out musicians specifically. Right. Mainly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And then you you, you were going to interview me and I don't think you've interviewed me yet. I have not. I would I've interviewed you. <laughs> I well, <laughs> you're welcome to any time. I interviewed you for my TNT radio show. Yes. And now we're we're mutually interviewing in a podcast. But and uh, yeah, so we just started talking and then I interviewed Camelia for my TNT radio show and I knew she was in the music business or familiar with it. And I thought, I don't know, I just had an instinct like, hey, you should call her and see if she wants to join, you know, start start something and see, you know, and it's like <clears throat> it's cool because it's only like a week old this thing maybe two weeks old that we've started talking about doing this and it feels like it's picking up a vibe to me like i'm excited about it it feels like an exciting thing and and that's something to think about with your create creative projects is when you start overcoming the fear and you start acting and just doing stuff um it feels good. It already feels like success. It's like success doesn't necessarily come from the outside world. It comes from you overcoming your own limitations and your own fears and moving forward in spite of those. You get that feeling. So it already, you already start feeling the reward. With It doesn't come from the outside initially. Yeah. You know? And I think that's something that a lot of people are struggling with now is looking for external validation. And especially if you're, if you're standing up against censorship or mandates and things like that, you're just not, you're not really going to get it. So you just have to like, you know, be able to give yourself some of the positive validation if you can't get it elsewhere. Absolutely. Um, I was going to do like a live version. So also we're planning on starting a Patreon and I guess offering, we'll figure out what the, what those offerings will be um, to kind of get people to contribute. Let's see. I started working on some kind of, uh, oh, here you go. I don't know if you can see. Oh, cool. Whoa. Potential video for the song. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> anyway. Wow, I like the like, end. <laughs> yeah, it, that took like an hour and it's only 15 seconds. So it's a lot of time that maybe less than an hour, but um, let me see if I can find the lyrics to the knockout. 
All right, what you gonna do with your life? So what else is going on? Fill the dead time while I look for this. <laughs> okay, I'll fill the dead time. Um, so, goodness, I'm not good at this. Um, well, talk about, um, talk about how life has changed for you over the last couple of years. Okay. Um, well, for me, it's been, I guess, quite the, the rabbit hole because my entire life was really built around working in independent music and I was extremely passionate about that. And, um, then I kind of realized that a lot of the anti-establishment people that I like admired for that, for them being anti-establishment really were actually just some, an arm of state propaganda. So that was just really life-changing for me. Um, but also I feel like I've just, um, I've kind of started to have like passion about something for the first time in my life. Like the music for all project that I've been working on that I reached out to you about. Um, I've just been interviewing a lot of musicians who are standing up against censorship and, and restrictions and stuff. And just like growing that network has just been really rewarding. And um, it's just been really like reassuring to find, you know, there are a lot of like-minded artists that, that still care about these things that used to be kind of like, you know, implied that artists cared about, but we kind of got away from that over the past few decades. Um, so yeah, I think like meeting a lot of really cool people that are just really risking a lot to stand up for what they believe in. And it's been very, very posy. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, um, I don't know, man. I, it's, I feel like we're heading into some seriously strange times because now it's a lot, it's more than about COVID. It's about um, America having, ec facing economic collapse really. And um, yeah, I don't want to get too far down that rabbit hole because I want to try to keep this one like, <laughs> I don't want to get too controversial, but um, you know, because I, I do so much controversial stuff outside of this, but I guess it is part of the story because you know, there, there was, and, and I guess to frame the story for people that are unfamiliar, um, you know, I w was a recording artist and a touring musician for better part of 25 years, made a pretty comfortable living doing that, started speaking out um, against the mainstream narrative, um, which I don't regret. I mean, of course, I've had moments of regret due to the fact that life got much more difficult in certain ways. Um, but also it evolved into incredible things as well. So I do think everything happens for a reason and I'm excited about the future, but yeah, so there was a, I incurred a lot of loss in that regard. I mean, I lost a booking agent management, you know, a record deal, a band, all kinds of stuff, but you know, my career was largely a solo career anyway. So it's almost like you, if you get sort of quote unquote canceled you have to kind of agree with the cancellation to really be canceled you can sort of disagree mm -hmm. with it and that's kind of what this is about too sort of dis i disagree <laughs> 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 you know you have to overcome some hurdles and i'm sure there'll be some mean comments like no you're still canceled 
<laughs> Hopefully not. Be nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice comments only. <laughs> please. <laughs> whatever. Just whatever comment you want to make. But um, yeah, so um, I don't know, man. Life is a trip, though. It's like there's all those stories in the Bible when to expect a screensaver again. Yes, sir. Yeah, no worries. So, yeah, there's all those stories in the Bible about people overcoming extraordinary things in their life. And and you have to hold on to your faith. Uh Oh, time left. Goodness Nine gracious. minutes. That's OK. It's no big deal. I really bungled <laughs> Maybe that's a good thing to have a time limit. Don't worry about it. Well, Don't worry about it, because if you if you stop it, huh? I'll at least X the little box out so it doesn't cover your face in the recording. Oh, OK. I don't think it will. I think we'll see what happens. We will. So I'll do the I'll do the song, the knockout. Maybe it's good to have it like a time limit on this. Anyway, yeah. So there's gonna be a recording of this. It sounds big and amazing. It's the end of the world. We can see it coming. They have most of us running. But they can't take our souls If we come to his mercy Where the darkness makes us thirsty For love that we're afraid to know Real salvation don't miss the train leaving the station Baby, what you gonna do with your life? They can't really ever make us fall They can't really ever make us fall Baby, what you gonna do with your life? We can change the writing on the wall It's a new day now Letting go of the past year How we overcome the old fear Nothing's gonna bring us down But if we fall, we'll leave no doubt That we'll keep swinging for the knockout And baby, what you gonna do with your life? They can't really ever make us fall They can't really ever make us fall And baby, what you gonna do with your life? We can change the writing on the wall We can change the writing on the wall And baby, what you gonna do with your life? They can't really ever make us fall They can't really ever make us fall Baby, what you gonna do with your life? We can change the writing on the wall.
that's it. Hey. <laughs> Thanks, Camelia. Um, yeah, so yeah, and that song's kind of like about what we what we're talking about. It's like you know, you you decide you uh, you can you can keep moving forward towards your dreams and your expression, and that's the point. The world galvanizes you; it humbles you. It's not meant to. You're not meant to have periods of your life where you're you're meant to have periods in your life where you're broken because otherwise there's no humility mm -hmm. i mean it it's not fun to be in those moments but the result in your character if you can survive them is a sort of, is real humility you know yeah definitely yeah so there you go yeah just uh do things and positive mental attitude and that's that's all there is ignore the haters <laughs> pma yeah or or the haters are there for a reason too though that's I mean, true yeah to make you know stronger. yeah to motivate you something else to overcome um you know we live we live in a challenging world we live in times we live i think we're going through psychological and spiritual and actual war in in many ways you know and um who would have thought it but here we are and you know if we could say anything is it's like overcome overcome the limitations i want to read this one thing before this podcast ends if i can the clock is ticking forgiveness okay the resistance is fear dressed up as rationalization lying about monkey business creative freedom is difficult to achieve because there are a multiplicity of blocks one must overcome resistance to the movements of your soul through fear lying about who he is for he wear he wears the cloak of reason to set yourself free you have to forgive the world and everyone in it to move past the rage you have with yourself to simply begin and to begin over and over again the practice of beginning beyond the boogeyman resistance throws in your path forgiveness is huge because resentment is the lifeblood of resistance and judgment the heartbeat of fear and condemnation people don't often equate forgiveness with creative freedom but they are one and the same to honor god with your creative soul is to forgive him for your suffering or to put it another way, forgiveness is freedom. And that kind of freedom expresses itself loudly in the realm of creativity. The trick to opening up creative blocks is really take apart the engine of resistance, which is built with fear, stemming from an inability to forgive yourself, God, and all the lunatics who have been messing with you your whole life. So how do you forgive? You consciously work on it. You put awareness on it and you pray about it, or you use the Ho'oponopono mantra, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me and thank you. You take full responsibility for everything in your field of consciousness, and you sidestep the role of victimhood as quickly as you possibly can. For in that role of victimhood, it's like wearing 500 pound ankle weights in the marathon of fulfilling your creative vision. Forgiveness is like wings in the sky of creativity. 
When you allow resentment to permeate, you open the door to fear. You welcome fear in excitedly. You say, get in here, big guy. Can I get you a drink? Let me tell you what so-and-so did. And then you are having a conversation with fear rather than getting, in, getting on with your work. And then fear starts making conversation with you and his suggestions never ever lead to free expression. They always lead to repression. This is why forgiveness and creative freedom are two peas in a pod. So that's kind of the theme as well. And thinking of ways and maybe like each week we'll like have sort of some kind of insight along those lines about, you know, overcoming creative hurdles. So there you go. Sounds good to me. I'm very excited. Okay, good. And you kind of came up with this idea because you're going to do a blog, right? And so why don't you tell people real quick about the blog? I think we should wrap it up when this minute thing goes oh, out. So yes, I think that's um, good. So my blog is musicforall.club and it's a lot of artists interviews. And then a portion of it is just DIY tutorials. Um, so we're going to talk about the more interesting things here. And then the like nerdy, like more technical stuff, I'm going to be documenting, um, tips and tricks that we learn every week as we're releasing a song every week. So I'm excited to be working on that too. Yeah. And we'll keep you updated and, and our expectations are really low. Although the song is a banger. It is <laughs> the recording is really, really strong. It goes big, has drums. It's cool. I like the acoustic version. Okay, we're less than a minute. Camelia, God bless. Thank you for this. This was a fun. I think our first podcast in my book was a success. I liked it. We did it. You know, we did it. <laughs> Go team us. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the knockout episode one. We'll be back next week with episode two. And uh, yeah, more info on what we're going to do.